When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. From the streets of Beverly Hills. I'm just a in these streets trying to rebrand and get a sperm donor. To Mount Olympus. No one tells the god of war how to start a fight. I'm Jared Hall from Entertainment Weekly, and here's what to watch on Tuesday, January 30th. We're counting down today's top three must-see picks from TV and movies. But first, your entertainment headlines. While Britney stands are holding tight to their Timberlake grudge, the pop icon is bopping along to his musical comeback. In a Sunday night post to her now-private Instagram account, Britney Spears voiced her love for Justin Timberlake's new music while apologizing for some of the stories she shared in her 2023 memoir, The Woman and Me. She wrote, alongside a video of Timberlake and Jimmy Fallon on a recent episode of The Tonight Show, quote, I want to apologize for some of the things I wrote about in my book. If I offended any of the people I genuinely care about, I am deeply sorry. I also want to say I am in love with Justin Timberlake's new song, Selfish. It is so good, and how come every time I see Justin and Jimmy together, I laugh so hard? Shouting out another new Timberlake song, she added, P.S. Sanctified is wow, too. The post from Spears comes days after Timberlake released his comeback single, Selfish, a track that happens to share a name with a song of hers, off the deluxe version of 2011's Femme Fatale. Fans of the pop star, who are far less forgiving than their idol, took that opportunity to troll Timberlake by sending the 13-year-old song skyrocketing up the charts. The Spears tune successfully overtook Timberlake's single on the U.S. iTunes chart, coming in at number one this weekend. The plot of Taylor Swift's political era just took an unexpectedly hilarious turn as White House Press Secretary Karine Jean-Pierre invoked federal law to avoid a question about the pop star's potential involvement in Joe Biden's 2024 presidential campaign. Jean-Pierre fielded a question from CNN's John Berman Monday about rumors suggesting that Biden could potentially make an appearance on one of Swift's upcoming era's tour dates. Have a listen. Uh, So let me first say, I got to be really mindful. I'm a federal employee. As you know, there's something called the Hatch Act, so certainly cannot speak to anything uh, that is related to 2024 and upcoming elections. So you're going to be super, super mindful. Obviously, uh, there are a lot of, I know uh, in my shop, in the press office shop, there are a lot of Swifties, if you were, if you will, uh, fans of Taylor Swift. And so I'm just going to leave it there. Uh, I'm not going to get into the president's schedule uh, at all from here as it relates to the 2024 elections. The first time the Hatch Act has been invoked in regards to Taylor Swift. (laughs) Karine Jean-Pierre, thank you for your time. Appreciate it. Well, the Hatch Act of 1939, by the way, prohibits federal employees from engaging in select political affairs. And something tells me Biden's favorite Taylor Swift song might be, hmm, maybe I Knew You Were Trouble. Food for thought. And speaking of trouble, Nicki Minaj 
is on a warpath and Megan the Stallion is in her crosshairs. At the stroke of midnight on Monday, Minaj unleashed Bigfoot, a diss track that isn't coy in its allusions to the other rapper. In fact, the song is a direct response to Megan apparently dissing Minaj with her new single, Hiss. While she doesn't refer to Minaj by name, Megan sunk her fangs into the rapper with a reference to her husband, Kenneth Petty, who is a registered sex offender in the state of New York. The song specifically makes mention of Megan's Law, which requires law enforcement to make information available about registered sex offenders. Have a listen to these not-suitable-for-work lyrics. All right. Well, EW has reached out to reps for Minaj and Megan. And for her part, Megan, as of this recording, has not directly responded on social media since the diss track dropped. On Monday afternoon, she shared a post promoting her single and pointed to her recent record-breaking success with Hiss and Body. She has become the first female rapper to have multiple solo songs reach number one on the global Apple Music singles chart. For more on all of these stories, plus other news, reviews, interviews, and more, including our new cover story on Netflix's upcoming Avatar The Last Airbender live action series, head to EW.com. Quantum Leap disappeared, traversed space and time, and has reappeared on January 30th in the year 2024. Today is the mid-season premiere of the sci-fi reboot, and today's number three pick. Ben, played by Raymond Lee, finds himself in the body of a retired NYPD officer who has become a bounty hunter. Unsurprisingly, things get messy as Ben has to navigate the ethical gray areas that come with the territory. Here's a clip from the mid-season premiere as Ben discovers who he is now. Finally, a friendly face. Okay, so I'm Nick Peterson. You are former NYPD, first precinct. Uh, looks like you retired from the force last year. Now you are a bounty hunter. You should have experience, right? Who's my Gabby friend? Kevin Zatt, Esquire. A lawyer. Kevin's client list is a who's who of the criminal underworld. Mobsters, drug runners. His crown jewel is Sonny Fox, who happens to be one of the world's most dangerous arms dealers. Okay, so why was Kevin arrested? Money laundering. Though, it turns out he was skimming from his clients, too. Okay, in the original history, he skipped bail, slipped your custody, and... What? Fox's enforcers found him, tortured him, killed him, and that is the PG-13 version. Okay, but I can't be here just to make sure Kevin goes to jail. According to Ziggy, that is exactly why you're here. Protect the world's most annoying criminal from the world's most dangerous one. Well, on top of all that, don't forget that back home, Ben is still dealing with the fallout of returning to a world where he was presumed dead and the Quantum Leap program ended. Oh boy. Quantum Leap jumps back to the present tonight at 10 on NBC and will be available to stream tomorrow on Peacock. Number two. By the beard of Zeus. We have arrived at today's number two pick, the season one finale of Percy Jackson and the Olympians. Percy has become a leader among his fellow demigods, will have to face Ares, and seems like he's heading back to Camp Half-Blood before returning the Master Bolt to Zeus. There's a lot to unpack in this last episode. Here's a preview of Percy confronting Ares in the finale. Single combat. 
What? What? One on one. But I set the terms. If I draw first blood, I keep the bolt and you surrender the helm. <laughs> Do you accept? I mean, it's your funeral, kid. Although, just to be clear, no funeral. Any trace of you leaves a trace of my plan, and we can't have that. It wasn't your plan, though, was it? It was Kronos. It was his idea to frame Poseidon's kid and steal Hades' helm and Zeus's bolt to start a war. What? Is that where he got to you, too? Through your dreams? Gods don't dream, little man. And no one tells the god of war how to start a fight. After you die, say hi to your mommy for me. Rick Riordan, author of the beloved book series, has said the plan is for five seasons of Percy Jackson and the Olympians, one season for each book in the series. So if all goes according to plan, tonight is just farewell for now rather than goodbye. The finale of Percy Jackson and the Olympians arrives at 9 p.m. on Disney+. Plus. It's trivia time. Percy Jackson and the Olympians, The Lightning Thief, a movie not connected to the new Disney Plus adaptation, was released back in 2010 with Sean Bean playing Zeus and Pierce Brosnan in the role of Chiron. However, this wasn't the first time Bean and Brosnan were in the same film. In what other movie did the two appear? Lord of the Rings, The Fellowship of the Ring, Dante's Peak, or Goldeneye? Stick around for the answer, as well as today's number one pick. What to Watch will be right back. Welcome back to EW's What to Watch. If I can survive what I thought was the worst case scenario, then I can do anything. All the doors are open for you. If I don't want to be around my ex, I literally don't have to. I'll just keep existing like I normally do in my own house. <clears throat> Why are they living together anyway? It's the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen. Vanderpump Rules, today's number one pick, returns for its 11th season. But it's not just any season. Oh no, this is post-Scandaval, the cheating scandal that rocked the Bravo universe to its very core. A quake so loud, it reverberated throughout pop culture, earning a show that many had thought far past its expiration date, an Emmy nod, and a new lease on life. We pick up with Ariana Maddox and Tom Sandoval still living together as Lisa Vanderpump and everyone else wonders why. Meanwhile, Sandoval is a broken man and Ariana is booked and busy and Ariana's skyrocketing popularity seems to rub at least one person the wrong way in one Miss Lala Kent. I've never experienced someone who gets cheated on and suddenly she becomes all right, so Lala kind of has a point. Ariana was, after all, dancing with the stars. Third place, no less. But hey, there are other people on the show too. But that's the problem with a breakout storyline. Was Scandaval a fluke or just good old-fashioned storytelling? Why not both? If Vanderpump Rules has a lot to live up to this season, its ensemble of messy millennials are more than up to the task of delivering. 
I'm just a in these streets trying to rebrand and get a sperm donor. You wrote me off. You're such a hypocrite. I have a crush on this worst couple. I've never been in a love triangle before. May the best man win. I see a storm coming. Batten down the hatches. Vanderpump Rules premieres at 8 o'clock tonight on Bravo, followed by Watch What Happens Live, where Lala is one of the guests. And finally today, the answer to our trivia question. Sean Bean and Pierce Brosnan appeared in the 2010 film Percy Jackson and the Olympians, as well as which other movie? Lord of the Rings, The Fellowship of the Ring, Dante's Peak, or Goldeneye? While there are great possibilities of fantasy casting Pierce Brosnan into the Lord of the Rings, and it's not hard to imagine the scenario where Bean was in Dante's Peak, Bean played the villain Alex Trevelyan opposite Brosnan's James Bond in 1995's GoldenEye. And that is it for our show today. We'll have more news and must-see picks for you tomorrow, so be sure to follow or subscribe to What to Watch so you don't miss our daily recommendations, more of which can be found at EW.com. I'm executive editor Jared Hall. You can find us on X, formerly known as Twitter, at EW and at Jared Hall. Thanks so much for listening and have a great day. This episode of What to Watch was written by Dustin Nelson, Lester Brathwaite, and EW staff, edited by Sammy Junio, and hosted and produced by Jared Hall. What to watch?